Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on board the new Amsterdam ship of Holland America, somewhere in the Caribbean, is Bill Crystal, who we have dragged against his will away from the craps tables to join us for a few moments for a podcast on the sea. Bill, thanks for joining us. We are at sea. We're always at sea. <laughs> we're at the Weekly Standard, but now we're literally at sea. Yeah, yep. it's, 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 uh, it's a very good metaphor for us. Well, craps, th- the craps table, things are going well. I want to reassure okay. people. Okay. All, the, 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 all the money in the bank hasn't quite gone away, but uh, after another four or five days, it could be you know to the poorhouse in Washington. There are many of us at the Weekly Standard worrying about our paycheck in the next cycle, watching Bill shoot dice. I just want to, in all seriousness, we, there's tons, obviously, about policy. We could talk about the choice of Dr. Ben Carson to oversee housing, resorts, and casinos, I mean, uh, housing and urban development. But I want to answer the question that I know I'm going to get when I get off the ship. How are people feeling? You know, we had this fight, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, the Weekly Standard played a unique role in it. There are about 200 people here, all the way of the spectrum from I still can't stand Trump to I was with Trump the day he came down the escalator. If someone asks you based on what you've seen, what is the current status of the conservative movement in the Republican Party? I think pretty healthy, honestly. There's been a little bit of, hey, you guys need to admit you were probably wrong about Trump, to which I say, well, I hope we were, but we don't really know after three or four weeks of, uh, of uh, before the guy's even president. No, I think people are looking forward. Huge relief that Hillary Clinton's not going to be president of the United States. Huge sense of opportunity that Republicans control the presidency and Congress in so many states. Sense of responsibility uh, that we've got to govern. Uh, and I think a sense of sort of... Uh, not even responsibility, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of uh, concern and, and, and that this is a big moment. I mean, if conservatives and Republicans fail, having this chance to really shape, reshape tax policy, reshape trade policy, rebuild the military, appoint justices to the Supreme Court, I mean, what's our excuse? We have the President of the United States, we have the Senate and, and the House, we have most governorships, um, a lot of very demoralized Democratic Party, liberalism in retreat, a bunch of 75-year-olds running the Democratic Party in the House and the Senate. Uh, we should not only be able to sort of do some of the things we said, uh, Trump said he was going to do, and the, Paul Ryan said he was going to do, and Mitch McConnell said he was going to do, I think this is the moment to build out. I and mean, this is the moment to expand the conservative movement, to reach out to minorities, to do better with young people. So it's a very exciting moment. I think that's the general tone of, for all, there's occasional, a little bit of recriminations. I'd say 10, 15% recriminations, but the rest of it is much more forward-looking and huge curiosity. Trump is an unusual president, much less of a clear agenda, I think you could say, than a detailed agenda, than a Ronald Reagan or George W. Bush. Hasn't been in elective office before. First American president ever not to have held some kind of government office uh, either cabinet office or being a general officer in the military or an elected official, that's the most common. So Trump really is unique in that way. So a lot of curiosity, interest, and some excitement. And what's he going to do? My message for Team Trump and for the people who are antagonistic towards him in the media, et cetera, is they should both be aware that there's a surprising level of enthusiasm, actual enthusiasm, of, of hopeful, this really could be great. But there's also an undercurrent of we realize that at any moment this could blow up. And if Trump can keep it focused on that, and if the media would realize that people don't want to see him fail on first day, even people who don't like him don't want to see him fail, but there, it's like, th- those are the two cross currents. Which current seems to be the strongest? And do you agree that there's a there's more of a buy-in to Trump than I think a lot of people would have expected if you'd said he was going to win a narrow victory. 
I think that's right. And I think that's why right. he's behaved pretty well as president-elect and appointed people. Look, I'm someone like me. I didn't like Trump. But I have worked with Tom Price, the congressman from Georgia, on Obamacare repeal. Jeff Anderson, who wrote pieces, many pieces for the Weekly Standard about this and studies of Obamacare and how to replace it, met with Tom Price many, many times. I, I joined him for a few of those meetings. So you've got a serious person with a chance to repeal and replace Obamacare. That's been a top priority for conservatives. And if you just left, one of the most depressing things about Hillary Clinton winning would have been Obamacare in place another four years. The government gets gets its tentacles even deeper into everything. Same with energy policy, tax policy, foreign policy. Jim Mattis, I don't know that there's a general that people like me have respected more in the last, I don't know, in my adult lifetime. He's going to be Secretary of Defense. Uh, Betsy DeVos in education, charter schools, the education. I came to Washington 30 years ago to work in the education department. It's been a frustrating uphill fight. The education reform agenda, a tough one. But really, they're hitting breakthrough in some cases. 100,000 students in New York in charter schools, a chance to reform higher education, which has been so impervious to reform. So I, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of, as I say, kind of a sense of this is the moment, though. And if we blow this moment, uh, God knows when, when we'll have another one. Well, I just want to include with this because one of the things you've mentioned to the people who are on the cruise who are surprisingly magnanimous to people like me who are totally wrong and, and, and hopeful, as you pointed out, that... Trump's win is so amazing that people are kind of overlooking just how narrow it is, that this was not a Reagan-esque turn in American policy away from Carter to this new vision. Would you kind of recap that for us? Yeah, I mean, he, he lost the popular vote. He, he drew an inside straight, you might say, in the Electoral College. Republicans lost a couple of Senate seats and six House seats this year. Now, they were expected to lose more Senate seats and more House seats after the victories of 2014 and with the, the, the map of 2016 in the Senate. So it's, I'm not that was still a pretty good achievement. But we're not talking about winning by eight, nine points, sweeping in 12 senators or whatever Reagan did in 1980. And I think it's important that the Trump administration uh, keep that in mind and seek very hard to build on his 46, 46 and a half percent of the popular vote and not just say that's, you know, we got to keep those 46 percent happy. They do have to keep them happy, but they can do more than that. Uh, again, uh, the way I put it in one conversation was someone said to me, you know, the uh, this is before the cruise, that, uh, you know, this is fantastic. The Trump revolution is like the Reagan revolution. And I said, the obvious point, the Reagan revolution was about Reagan's governance. It wasn't about winning one election against an unpopular incumbent president. Uh, Trump deserves a lot of credit for pulling out this victory against Hillary Clinton. But that's the precondition to four or eight years of successful governance, one hopes. Uh, it's, not, it's not the revolution itself. And that's, I think, what people need to focus on. And I think people are focused on it. That's why they're so interested in what is Jim Mattis going to do with defense? Who's going to be secretary of state? Is there a sound tax reform plan? Can you have sort of a tougher stance on trade without falling into either protectionism or even worse, a kind of, uh, uh, I don't know what you... Caudillism. where you, you know, I like this company, I don't like that company, don't send those jobs abroad, but, you know, I mean, that would be dangerous. So I, I think there's just a lot of interest, I think, frankly, for a conservative magazine or for any magazine covering politics intelligently and with an open mind, there's just a lot of a sense, of, I agree, which I share, that we don't, it's very unpredictable. We could be in terrible shape in a year. We could be in good shape. We could be in excellent shape. This part of things could be in very good shape. This part of things could be in bad shape, you know? So I just think as a, as a sort of magazine editor, there's an awful lot to cover, to write about, and to think about. Because Trump has forced more traditional conservatives like me to rethink some things. And that's good. I and mean, that's a healthy jolt to the system. Um, but he doesn't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. I think there'll be a lot of back and forth among Republicans within conservatism, which I think is the sign of a healthy movement. I agree. The one last thing I would add, just a personal observation, is I 
am still surprised at how happy people are that Hillary lost. I mean, the, the joy, it's been a month now. And I think the left, if they don't figure out just how unpopular they have been with typical people, how off-putting they are, they're in big trouble. You're going to be in big trouble if that guy who's coming over here from the casino doesn't get paid. So, Bill Crystal, I'm going to leave you alone. This is the Weekly Standard podcast from the Weekly Standard Cruise. You should, by the way, comment on these cruises. They are an absolute blast. Get more information at weeklystandard.com.